This Greg Collins Substitute Teachers Lounge. It is the last week before we go back to work, August 7th, 2022. And you know, I have always told my students, if you make a negative decision based on your emotions, it's always the wrong decision. And that goes for teachers, too. All right, guys, it is just one more week before I go back to substitute teaching, I guess. Some of you are different. Some, I saw some schools that started on August 1st. I think some don't start till September 1st. And our hearts do go out to those in eastern Kentucky who are affected by the flooding and some of the schools will have to start late or shut down. And of course, that's just the minimum impact of what has happened to some of their lives down there. So our hearts go out to them. I will say this, that opening statement about making decisions emotionally, I was trying to be careful the way I worded that because there's some decisions you want to make emotionally. For instance, when you get married or maybe it's a religious decision of something like that. There are some positive decisions that you need your emotions to make that decisions. Most of the cases, however, and I'm sure there's going to be exceptions, but most of the cases when you make a negative decision where your emotions are involved, I always think of basketball games where you, when I used to coach before I refereed, I go back now and see some of the coaches that act the same way I did back then. I'm thinking, man, what was I thinking? Those were bad decisions made from negative emotions or negative decisions made from emotions, however you want to say it. We're going to talk about that today, how it will help you in the classroom. Make sure you listen to next week's episode. I am going to bring up something that is in use at every school I've been to. You know, and I might just go ahead and say I have hated it in every one. And we as substitute teachers have an interesting perspective on the subject because we see how it works, or in my case, how it doesn't work in every school that we've been to, whereas individual schools might not realize it. They just know that it's one of those things that's on their list of things they're supposed to do. So we'll talk about that next week. That'll be our first episode that's kind of part of the new 2022 to 2023 school year. Here's what I thought we'd have fun with today. We've been doing the last two or three episodes just on some fun things that popped into my mind. And this week I heard the phrase dress rehearsal. And I said, well, that'd be a good concept for this week's the last kind of bullet series podcast, you know, like PowerPoint bullets to have before we get back into the swing of things. And I'm thinking, well, you know, there may be some of you out there, especially those of you that had kids at home. Maybe the best thing for us to do is kind of go through a dress rehearsal away from the school or at least in the school with maybe nobody around. You could do this in various different ways. You could have your own kids huddle around. If you want to make it fun, tell them to dress like they would dress if they're going to school, and then you do the same, of course. 
and have a dress rehearsal of classroom situations so that, here's the emotional part, so that when you're actually faced with that decision in the classroom, you won't make an off-the-cuff, negatively charged, emotional decision about the situation. You'll make an educated decision because you'd already thought in your mind what you're going to do when you get to that point. Now, what I'm going to do, you can do this however you want. Do a dress rehearsal just if you want to go through the motions. I will tell you this. The first thing I did is went to YouTube because I couldn't imagine that I was the first one to ever talk about something like this, of course. So if you go into YouTube and type in classroom situations, scenarios, something to that effect, you're going to get all kinds of things pop up. I, there's actually a playlist that says classroom scenarios. I haven't watched them all, so I apologize if you watch them and there's some offensive things in there, but I'm not sure how realistic. It looked like in most cases it was something done for education as opposed to somebody that just pops up a phone and starts recording something that's going on in the classroom. So that might be helpful. Go to these classroom scenario videos. See if there's some things in there that maybe you never thought of. What I'm going to do here in just a moment is actually mention some of the things that maybe you haven't thought of, maybe you have, that come up in the classroom. Probably, I'm going to say rarely, not very often, but it, again, it's just like officiating ball games. You, most of the time, you know how to make calls, but then there's always that one time when something so unusual happens that if you just kind of make something up, it ain't going to go right. Same in the classroom. If you don't have some kind of inkling of an idea of what you'll do when this situation comes up, then you'll probably make the wrong and often emotional decision. Okay? Now, we'll say this, maybe more so than any episode that I've done, I'm not going to recommend what you should do in the situation. I'm just going to throw out some situations, tell you to be prepared for them. You may handle them differently than I would. So I really don't want to lead you in any one direction. I'm just going to say, here's some of the things that have come up when I have been talking to students, some of the things in the classroom, and we'll go from there. The first thing I'll just mention is all the different cultures that we have in the school system now. Just be prepared. A lot of times, especially the younger kids, they don't mean to be culturally insensitive. Sometimes they just accidentally say something I've had podcast episodes already on this type of topic, but make sure that you're prepared for, and I'm not talking about the things that are slanderous, that are being done slanderous on purpose. I'm talking about sometimes when the kids say things and before they think about it, they realize they may have offended someone. Be prepared for that. Be prepared on how you're going to handle it. Don't just go into that situation, especially blind. Thank goodness, you know, we're, we're, we've developed enough that we know how to be 
a little bit more sensitive to t those types of things than we were back when I was in school. I mean, things were said all the time, poking fun at each other, poking fun at people that may just not be exactly the way you are. Well, we got to get over that kind of thing. So be prepared that when two things, that when there's some cultural insensitivity, whether accidental or on purpose, that you're prepared. You might handle those. You might handle accidental differently than you do on purpose. So you've got to get in your mind right now. As soon as this podcast is over, before or or whenever you do your dress rehearsal, before school starts, obviously, be aware. Already have set in your mind. Okay, if this type of thing happens, this is how I'm going to react to it. The next thing. Be prepared about how you're going to handle the situation when you decide who your favorite students are. Yep, I said it. Now, here's what I mean. We're really not allowed to have favorite students. But you are going to have students in each class that, you know, maybe for a lack of better phrase, you just look forward to seeing more so than some of the others. They don't give you any trouble. They help out every possibility. But be prepared for situations where you're showing that, I guess I'll say you're showing too openly that you've got favorites in the classroom. Because once you do that, you lose everybody in the rest of the class that's that's sort of a positive emotional thing until you get to the students that you're losing. Remember, we are to treat all those students equally. We want all of them to feel as needed as every other student. Think back, and you know, if I can remember this, I know you can, because I'm going to guess that I'm older than maybe 80% of the people that listen to this podcast. When I look back on teachers that played favorites, or at least that was the perception, you know, all of a sudden I've got the attitude, well, I'm not going to do very good in here because the teacher doesn't like me. There's another old Andy Griffith episode where Opie is talking about the teacher, he called her old lady crump. I hate to even use that phrase because even that would be offensive now. But he called her that and he said, you know, so-and-so got special privileges because they were teacher's pet. And, you know, Andy tried to make the point, well, maybe they get special privileges because they deserve being teacher's pet or something to that effect. But here's the deal. Make sure your emotions don't get the best of you, especially if some of your favorite students end up doing something wrong and you don't react to them in the same way that you did when one of your lesser favorite students did the same thing. Man, that can lead you down the wrong emotional road, so... Long story short, and I said I wasn't going to give any advice. I'll just say it this way. Make sure you're prepared about how to handle students who are not as helpful to you as other students, who don't volunteer as much as other students. 
How are you going to make them feel to show that they're just as important to you? If you're doing the dress rehearsal with your family in your house, see if you can go through a scenario like that. They'd probably think that was kind of fun and enjoy it. Maybe a laundry list of other things already get in your mind what you're going to do if you think offensive language has been spoken in the classroom. What you're going to do is when that happens and then you bring it to the attention of administration and they do nothing, what are you going to do then? Are you going to let your emotions get into it in a negative way? What about fights? Now, I'll be honest, The only I've only had two fights that I had to address, and, and I won't even call them fights that didn't end. I would call them punches, and I knew they were going to be quick because they did it right in front of me. They didn't try to hide it from anybody. They just got upset. You know, there's that emotional thing coming in. They made negative decisions that were the wrong decisions. I've never really had a fight on substitute teaching jobs that were just a day or a few days at a time, all of those have been in the long-term role from my perspective. But you know that it's a possibility that's gonna, that happens. And you know it's going to be against school policy and that you'll have to get administration involved. So just be prepared for that. Now, one thing you can't, well, here I go making recommendations. I'm not even going to say it. Just be prepared on the things you are going to say, and I will say it like this. Don't think that you've got the perfect answer to tell any child in the heat of the moment how they should feel, because a lot of times they don't want to hear it at that moment. Maybe the day after, maybe even the person they were fighting with will eventually be good friends with them, or maybe they already were good friends. I've had that happen too. But be prepared for that. Get in your mind right now. Okay, if I have a fight at this age group, what am I going to do? If it's an older age group, what am I going to do? If it's students that are bigger than me and could hurt me too, what am I going to do in that situation? Okay? And then maybe the one that will happen most often is be prepared, you know, do a dress rehearsal of what you're going to do when you walk in and there's absolutely no lesson plans, not a whole lot of help from down the hallway. Maybe there was someone that came by to unlock the door of the classroom and that's about all the help you get. Well, how are you going to react to that? Are you going to be prepared for that? Are you going to be emotional and just think negative things about that teacher? I'll be honest now, you know, as much as I like to stay positive in the classroom, I can remember the teachers by name that I feel that are the least prepared that I've subbed for. I can tell you the ones by name are the most prepared. Which one do you think I enjoy subbing for most? Regardless of all that, just get in your mind now, what am I going to do if I walk in and I have no idea what I'm supposed to teach? How am I going to be ready for that? What are the things I can do? I won't give you any ideas, but I will tell you that there are bunches of ideas if you go back through the episode titles. So do all that. We're getting ready to go back to school. Again, next week, I'm going to talk about something that I don't like that is happening in every school. It's time to do away with it. 
I don't think it does the students any good. And even if we kind of force it upon them or make it part of the grade or whatever, I don't think it is working. So we'll talk about that next week. In the meantime, once this podcast is over, set up your dress rehearsal. Do it with your kids. Do it with another group. Go through some, at least go through some scenarios in your mind so that if you're prepared for every situation that comes up and you won't make a negative decision based on emotions alone.